0: In a world of uncertainty.
1: River's jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence. Like, oh no, what is going on? There is only one place
2: you can turn for
0: fair dinkum advice.
2: One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh my God. A place where the undeniably American.
0: It sounds so weird in an australian accent meets the undeniably aussie hey,
1: uh- Dale. let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over
2: 150 yards in this game easily.
1: Kick his ass, Taylor Bass.
2: And everything else is out to kill you. There's going to be shrinking nutsacks all over
0: the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. We ready for some running backs, guys? Are we ready? Can yeah. you feel this? Are you Hell, ready? You don't look like you're feeling it.
1: There's stuff running in my pants, mate.
0: I'm so ready. <laughs> some of the Matt Ryan sandwich down there, um, <laughs> mate. We've we've got some running backs to cover here, and it, we are all over the mat on some of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> the first ten, yeah, okay, <laughs> but after that, it gets it gets odd. Um, how come you guys hate Derrick Henry? Is my first question. Now, I've ranked him one. No one else believes in Derrick Henry. What is the matter with fake Titans fan. Fake Titans fan. If you haven't got yeah, t- Derrick Henry at number
1: one, yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about.
0: <laughs> no, on, what, why do you guys hate Derrick Henry
1: Henry with the intensity of a thousand suns? I'd never tell him because he'd throw me through a through the sun. But um, if I'm on, if I'm in my own house and he can't find me and you know I'm in. You know, FBI bunker. Um, I'd tell him that uh, he's still pretty good, uh, good enough to be, <laughs> pretty good, good enough to be too. Uh, I guess just the one thing he actually showed that he's human last year by getting injured. Everyone just assumed he could just do the carries and get, he was on pace for like 480 or something last yeah. year before he got injured. It was something absurd. He was uh, going to run four so, kilometers,
0: I think, last year. Four yeah. kilometers. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think in the end, um, there's just a bit of baked in upside for Jonathan Taylor I put in front of him. I think they'll probably work him a little bit more into the passing game. And he showed last year with his, what, 20 touchdowns or something like that. I think he deserves to be the one this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Henry getting older, um, I, I think they've probably learned their lesson a little bit, and they probably won't give him, you know, 480 pace. They'll have to slow it down a little bit. Um, because, you know, that was a pretty... The, the Jones fracture um, does take a bit to come back from, and I know he gets the whole off-season, but I think they definitely will learn to listen a little bit and drop him off a little bit. But uh it was just enough for me to to think that, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor deserves to be the one.
0: Well, mate, I don't think there's a lot of shocks here. So, we've got... Between me ranking Derrick Henry one and being a sole believer and then you guys being all over Jonathan Taylor and me making him my second pick, Um uh, we've got... Jonathan Taylor ranked as our consensus number one. I'm not going to argue with you guys about it. I just thought it was funny that even our Titans fan, not full yeah. of the Derrick Henry this year. So <laughs> everybody else full of the Derrick Henry who he's ever played against because yeah. he has just pounded the hell out of him. Um, yeah. not this year. And and then we move into our consensus three. I mean, again, not a lot of argument here because Manchester has got Austin Eckler as a number three overall. And Taylor and I yeah. have slotted him at four, even I believe this year. That's what we've come to. Yeah, get a load of that.
2: Look, That's I had insane. him in number three. I had him in number three because his passing, his passing game, his running game. You know, he's got that receiving. Yeah, he's just absolutely. I uh, he carried me to a title last year, Maddie's in my
0: league, he of Maddie. So extinguished me that day. He had like four million points. I think you and Taylor both yeah. started him in oh, yeah. the same weekend, and oh, I. Yeah. Oh right.
2: <laughs> I've never yeah. tried so hard. The man's learned his lesson and he put him at number four. Yeah, so honestly, he's Echler, the Vin- he was the vinegar-strokes MVP from last year. Yeah.
1: He
2: <laughs> he's like... Yeah, going to get plus. some very good... He's going to get some very good carries, even with Herbert and the Chargers offense in the passing game. He's going to get some receiving game as well, so... It's okay. He's going to be fine either way, no matter what the game script is. I think he's the perfect dual threat running back. And at number three, behind Taylor and Henry, I think that's a respectable ranking. I think he's going to fall down a lot of draft boards to like 6th or 7th overall. That's perfect. I'm going to be picking him up. That's and for sure. The
1: only knock on him last year going in was that because of his size, a lot of people worried that he wasn't going to get the goal line work and you'd just be worried that, you know, he'd have games where he wouldn't be used a lot in the rushing game and he'd be only used in the passing game. And yeah. there was just enough narrative around that um, to, to get people. I think he was going like nine or 10 by the end. Like he was, yeah. it was sort of all over yeah. the map. Depended sort of what your... uh Platform was all like whether you're on ESPN or NFL.com. NFL.com yeah. was ranking him really high. I think when we jumped into our Astro, he was at like yeah. five or six. But yeah, I think it was six. I think ESPN had him at like 10. So it was it was all over the map. No one really knew exactly where to go. Uh, but as soon as he got that goal line work, his touchdowns are just through the roof. And, you know, in any sort of PPR league, he's just, he's just enormous. So there's absolutely no issue from me from you picking him three. I just, I had him four. I, I'm yeah. still bullish on a certain someone else, so I'm giving him one last <laughs> chance. It's the only reason I had him higher, but I've got no issue putting him three.
0: Maybe that's the place to go next is that at um – the, the guy we've got as our consensus for, I've ranked him three, and then you guys have him at five, is Dalvin Cook. And this is just me saying the volume's still there, and I believe. And yes. I, I know that there was a bit of rumbling in the late part of the season last year about some legal concerns off the field for him, and there really hasn't been much talk about anything to do with that through the off season so far. So I'm, I'm just yeah. taking my flag back on him to say he misses some games. You just make sure you get Madison a couple of rounds early, and then you completely completely insulated because that volume is kick-ass.
1: I'm yeah. a tad hurt from last year because he cost me a yep. championship in one of my leagues because <laughs> I had him in that game against the Bears and he scored up four points. It was absolutely disgusting. And oh, I remember that. He, we, I got a lot. Of, I, I'd never had Delvin Cook. I remember I said to you, me and you, Maddie, did our favorite uh, fantasy teams of all time. Yeah. And I actually picked Delvin. As, as my second running back, because I said he was always that guy I could never get. I always yes. watched him dominate, and I could just never get him in a draft. So I actually got a lot of him last year. And if I'm, honestly, I probably picked his worst season. It was, it was just one of those years <laughs> where he just couldn't stay on the field. And, and weirdly, they just didn't use him in the passing game at all last year, like compared to any other year his numbers were just so much lower in the passing game than normal. So I I probably had a bit of recency bias in why I probably put him at five, but I I still wasn't going to drop him any lower than that. He's still a fantastic fantasy asset, and he will be again. Yeah.
2: Mm, Yep. It's probably that jersey number change, to be honest. But in all seriousness, (laughs) he is getting a little older, but I'm not super concerned. I think Dalvin will come back this year. He's got... That sort of juice in him I reckon he's got another good year in him This year
0: I think so too, and I think he'll be much lighter for only wearing Number 5 instead of wearing Number 33, <laughs> it's a lot less to carry around Speaking of guys carrying stuff around I wouldn't trust Christian oh. McCaffrey carrying A piece of paper at the moment uh, His shoulders <laughs> are shit, his legs are shit But you know what, Taylor's going back in, mate Tell us about Christian I'm sorry,
1: I'm ready to be heard again i just said so is he, probably Uh <laughs> It's, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just can't stay. But it's, it's because when he comes into the game, he's still so goddamn good. But yeah. like last year, yeah. in his what, two games? He was like a top five like running back in the week. Yeah. Like, he absolutely dominated. It's like the team clearly isn't going away from him or trying to shelter him away from getting injuries. As soon as he's there, he just gets a full workload and a half. Like It's just... Absolutely insane. I just, I, I like to bet on health. That's sort of the way I often do my rankings. I know you sort of got to worry, you know, when a guy's gone out two years in a row. Um, but I, I like to project health and, and if he's healthy, he could easily be the running back one again this year. So, yeah, yeah. I just thought three was low enough um, for me, but I can see why people are worried. 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried. Uh,
0: Man, you've, you've got a bit of faith in him though. You had him at four. It's not like you... Okay, I'm, I'm, him I'm still
2: worried. I'm...
0: We might be getting Manjot changing his ranking later.
2: I'm not taking. Look, if I've got the first like two or three picks, I'm not taking CMC, but I want him to fall a little bit, you know. And I think four or five, that's around where I pick him. Because as Taylor said, you know, if he's healthy, why not take him? And health is wealth, though. Health as yep. well. That's the my best advice. Availability to all of you. is availability, they say. Yeah. So. And he's got to get on the field. Look, but yeah. he could be like Clay Thompson. Sorry for all the NBA analogies Clay? today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he could be like Clay Thompson just finds his form after two years out. Just was thinking about that while he was saying. Drops in like 11 pain. buckets. Yeah. You
0: know, whatever. Just whatever. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm shitting myself. I've got him at eighth overall, and you guys are probably thinking, why the fuck do you hate Christian McCaffrey so much? But. Yeah, I, my trust is it's, a bit
1: diminished. It's kind, of, it's kind of good to plant your flag on that, though, because it's basically just saying you're not going to draft, draft Christian McCaffrey next year. Because you're, you're basically I saying won't oh, him anyway. at eight, he's going to go between three and five in all the drafts, so it means you're not going to take him. you got to let, let yeah. those injury risks be someone else's problem or someone else's reason that they go close to winning a title. Like, it's just the the gamble you take.
0: Yeah. I think the way you've you got to take him to get him, I think yeah. there's guys I prefer. So, yep. yeah, that's, that, that, sure. it's not that I don't think he's amazing and that he won't be fine. It's just that, you yeah, know, that can be someone else's worry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God, there's a lot of question marks coming up next though because Joe Mixon, mm. I don't know how you don't rank him in the top, you know, the better part of the top 10 really. He's, we've got him consensus at 6.3 and we've all either ranked him 6 or 7. So, we all believe, but I don't think any of us who would have owned him at any stage in any league last year were chuffed to
1: have him. Hmm. People's dynasty team, mate. Um, got a, got a, well. I'd like to say got us to a title, but he definitely didn't. He just no, he wasn't there do. in the end. Um, in the semis or the final, I don't think. Well, I had P no, Ryan, like, but it was always a weird. Points, yeah, it was weird. Like P Ryan was a like wasn't <laughs> exactly the greatest handcuff either. Because like when no. Mixon Mixon was like half there, like Mixon would like act like he's not playing, and he it'd come out like in the press that he probably wasn't going to play, but then he'd still will. But then he'd be on snap count. And so then you didn't want to play either of them. It was, just, it was a real <laughs> weird situation. Uh, but overall, like, just a fantastic season. Um, I guess the only slight concern is that the Bengals may throw a little bit more than they did last year, just with like, the emergence of Burrow and they get an entire season out of seeing what they can get out of Chase in, in his second year. And then Higgins and... It's a great receiving core, as we've always talked about. So there is that worry a little bit that they don't run as much as last year, but it's not enough of a concern that you think he's going to like drop out of the top ten or anything. So I just think around seven, six, seven. I think that's a right spot for him. Anything,
2: man? Yeah, better O line, better O line. Sure, helping. Him. That's very couldn't be worse. Could not
0: be worse. I mean, like, literally, you, Taylor, and I as an O line would be better than what the Bengals had last yeah. year.
2: Yeah, what they had in the Super Bowl cost them but let's let's just say they have a better O-line projected as we all are thinking. It's going to be good for the run game. It's going to be good for the pass game. So there's a bit of a trade-off there. We're talking about how good their pass game could be. They're going to have better protection. They're going to have more chase and borrow and stuff. So Mixon loses value there, but he also gets better holes to run through. He gets better blocking. He gets better second-level blocking. So, yeah, he gets just a bit more space to run. And I think that's going to give him a bit of value as well. So, I think 50-50, that balances out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I reckon his yards per carry will be better, but he'll have less attempts. Um, so, yeah. I mean, take that whatever you will. You don't get points for per, for uh, each attempt he takes, so it doesn't really matter if he's getting the same yardage. It doesn't matter how he gets it. Yep.
0: All right, so I think with Mixon, we're all about the same, even if we've got different reasons for putting him there. Kamara, though, do we all remember he got in trouble around Pro Bowl time? This
2: sounds like mm. four years
0: ago. That, that oh, yeah,
2: now I remember. No one remembers. I actually forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot because our off-season was so crazy that we all get Kamara got arrested. Wild. Yeah. And we're, we're all still st-
0: there in the flames with him. We've got him ranked as our consensus, mm. seven running back, 7.3 on our consensus. All of us have him seventh or eighth. Like,
2: wait up. Think- wait up. If we're talking about legal troubles, I'm sorry to bring this up, but we didn't even have just Sean in our rankings for quarterback. So, <laughs> we- yeah. yeah, this is just, just something, a random thought. I was like, wait, if we're talking about legal troubles... And Deshaun isn't there. So we're taking legal troubles into account now or something. But if, if Kamara says say he misses the first three games due to a suspension, I'd probably rank him around fifteen ish. I would drop him to about the thirties, pick him up as a good waiver wire. If if someone if he's undrafted, that is. But I'd I'd stash him on the if bench for three weeks. Yeah, Mate, he's not gonna if be undrafted. in a league
0: together. I'm still drafting him.
2: I'm still drafting him too. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying if there actually if there's like some sort of eight team league. I know eight team is like ill, but <laughs> I did play eight team for a long time and won a few leagues. So Taylor's um, been in eight team leagues. That what you mean?
1: The hey, dynasty league yeah. I'm in is eighteen. Eight An yeah.
0: eighteen dynasty. Fuck, have a look at those rosters, by the way. Hey,
2: you're in Astros Champions right. League was just six teams, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only
2: a six team. That's game. why.
1: That's why in that dynasty we play so many players, though. So at least it's sort yeah. of dice, but like your team isn't absurdly good, like it's sort of top heavy and then, like twenty three like,
0: starters or something like that. Is it? Yeah, it's insane.
1: It's insane. <laughs> right. There's so many like it's three running backs, three so wide receivers, two tight ends, big. two quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so even even when there's only eight teams, like it gets really really like some of your flexes you have to play at the bottom there it can be pretty bad.
0: <laughs> a quick diversion. I'm in a league where you're, you, you only have eight starters and you have to start two OPs, so any offensive player, and six flexes, and that's a dynasty. That's a hell of a league. It's called Choose Your Own Adventure, which makes sense, uh, Man, we should. We'll we'll talk about some of our wacky leagues in one of these upcoming shows. But yeah, I was just thinking about what it must be like for Taylor trying to choose between his eighth and his ninth flex in that league (laughs) and how he sets his lineup. Yeah, pretty much. much. Flex eight this week. I was just thinking I should go
1: to Ernest (laughs) Johnson. I'll have to post the People's Dynasty team substage. I think we have to.
0: Uh, We're going to ride the People's uh, Dynasty team this year. They're going to be our default Dynasty team to talk about, I think. Um, Absolutely. Javante Williams And Aaron Jones <laughs> And DeAndre Swift Wrap up our top 10 This is where we start getting Big divergence And from here Oh yeah. area, yeah. Um There's almost nobody we agree on Really remotely from here Without there being some Massive variance
1: And finally it's not me Finally it's like well, for the next one, it's not me. So <laughs> yeah. at least it's Maddie that can explain himself.
0: So, so, so what am I missing yeah. about Aaron Jones? That you guys have him at nine, and I've got him at five. What, what am I? What am I missing? Because we just talked about how Aaron Rodgers is, you know, potentially not the great top five quarterback that he always has been.
2: Well, it's where's all the that other guys
0: go? Is the it's other AJ guys
2: Well, it's not the other guys on the Packers, but I'm talking about like the other running backs that we've already ranked. I think I'm going to have better seasons than Aaron Jones is going to have. That's why I've got him at round nine. But I think Aaron Jones could be a solid RB1, RB2 sort of guy because he's going to get a heavy game script, especially Mm. in the first four weeks. I'm saying because you've got rookie wide receivers that are going to be warming up to NFL standards. You have Aaron Rodgers. He has to adjust to that. He has to throw Lazard and Cobb. So they're going to be leaning heavily on Jones and A.J. Dillon, as Taylor said. A.J. Dillon might take away a few of those goal line carries as well. Quadfather, as they call him. The (laughs) quad, That's amazing. I I have to to put it, yeah. The quadfather is going to carry a few into the end zone. And that. that is going to slow down a few of those points from Aaron Jones. So I don't think the offense
1: is going to be as good. I, I don't think mm. there's going to be as many red zone uh, opportunities as, I mean, I've talked, you know, I just buried Aaron Rodgers earlier. So yeah, obviously I'm on that side, yeah. but um, I don't think that the offense is going to be anywhere near as good without Adam's like, you know, I could be wrong. I just don't think they're going to be in that red zone as much as they were last year. So, I think that hurts him. But what's weird is this is not an anti-Aaron Jones take. When I did my ranking of nine, I've actually seen a lot of like mocks and stuff where he's going around like 11 and 12. So I actually Oof. thought that I, I actually high went, on him. <laughs> I thought going into this year that I would have a lot of Aaron Jones by ranking him at nine because I actually think he could be underdrafted, um, yep. undervalued this year because everyone's sort of just going, oh, AJ Dillon, you know, pretty much everything I just said. Uh, But I actually think there could be value there in Aaron Jones. I wouldn't have ranked him at five like you have. You've obviously got your reasons that you'll say now, but I actually think he is going to be undervalued completely um, because I actually think in the PPR league that those catches he's going to get could be really, really handy.
0: I mean, I could just be an idiot as well, so let's factor that in. Oh, it's huge.
1: We all know that.
0: <laughs> and that could be true of the next one because you've got uh, – Javante Williams is going to be our number nine consensus uh, running back and also comes in and at this- number nine as well as being nine in our consensus. But, again, a little over the map because you've got yourself a manjote with him at six and eight, which is probably better than what I'm doing. I've got him at 13 – it's the Melvin Gordon thing. We don't know if he's going to be back. I, I just think I've got question yeah. marks. But, but but tell me about the positives because you two are in on the Melvin Gordon, uh, the uh, Javante Williams, and I want to know why. I, I need to hear it.
1: That's yeah. I'm I'm forecasting that he's not there, Melvin Gordon. Obviously, if yeah. he is, that changes things massively. But yep. I kind of just took it for what it is right now, and I just think the breakout is so on with this guy. Like uh-huh. I know. <sighs> I'm going to say something weird here, is and and I've got him ranked at six. I think a lot in a lot of leagues this year, only because I may I said to you last year, Maddie. Some of the things I learned from the year before, when I had my really really tough year, is that sometimes you shouldn't be drafting just on what you think the potential is. Like you should be drafting more on what some what you've seen with your own eyes. And I think something like this, I think the upside is so high. I couldn't have him really any lower than this because I just think he could break out and go in the top three because he has that potential to do that but if I see him there around five, six, I probably won't draft him because of those own rules that I set myself in in, in fantasy drafting. Um, so I guess that's the only sort of like worry I guess I would have is that we're all sort of talking about potential because of you know, you know Russ comes, Denver's projected to be a better offense, you know, he he looks like he's phenomenal. He broke the most tackles uh per run by a mile last year. Like he was just breaking tackles left, right, and center oh, every yeah. single time he got a chance. And he had that one opportunity where he was the guy without Melvin Gordon against Kansas City, yeah. and he just tore him up for like 30 yeah. fantasy points or something. So he's, he's shown it there. It is a small sample size, so that's my slight worry that I, I mentioned that... And sometimes, like I went all in on Clyde Edwards-A-Lair 2 years ago and it just destroyed (laughs) me because it was all perceived upside instead of what you have actually seen already. So, that that would be my only slight worry. But the guy, the world's the oyster. Sorry, the world is his oyster. Like he could absolutely dominate from that role if he's the only guy. And I just can see only upside for him. So, I just thought six, you know, was a bit bullish, but I I think he's got enormous upside. Yeah.
2: No, I totally agree with Taylor. I, I'm going to slightly disagree, though, with Taylor with the upside sort of thing because it's not similar to Edwards-Hilaire because Edwards-Hilaire coming out of college. With Javante, I've seen a lot of tape and stuff. Watched a few Broncos games last year. He looked really good. Even with Melbourne coming in, Javante was always breaking tackles, running over people, getting all those hard yards. And I think that's with... Uh, of workload, I think we can expect him to get top three. He's, show, he's shown not only upside, but he's also shown it on the tape as well. He's shown it with his production as well. So I think it's not so much of a risk as maybe Taylor sort of portrayed it. I know you portrayed it as also he had that good game against KC. He did. And I think that's also what I agree with. That KC game definitely brought his value up. A few of those games last year brought his value up. He was getting like 15, 16 a few games as with a timeshare with Melvin Gordon. So I'm, I'm pretty high on the Devontae Williams stakes as well. I think a lot of people around where Matty C is though, and really sleeping on Javante Williams. And I think, sorry, I am just seeing Maddie C smile. Coming for I me. Just, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going for the pro. I'm going for the kill here. So I think a lot We're of people like Maddie. C. Yeah, a lot of people like Matty C. Going to be sleeping on him. I'm not sleeping on him. I think he could be a potential second round third round sort of thing because you got to count wide receivers, quarterbacks in there. But I think he can definitely have that sort of upside top three, top five running back at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, if and there, think... if, sorry, sorry, If he's You'll there in Astro at my first pick at 16, I'm taking him.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think there's every chance that he was there at 16. Uh, then he would probably be the thirteenth running back, and I'd be right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> true. That's what I mean. I don't reckon he will. That I just more was pointing it out. Like yeah. I wasn't trying to say I wouldn't take him. I just no, 100%, said 100%. I ranked him six. Doesn't mean I'll take him at six, but I'll definitely take him with a little, little more value than that. Yeah, and
0: so yeah. and I think just to defend mine really quickly, even though again this I could just be an idiot. Is <laughs> I, I as as a Javante owner. We, we, Taylor and I owned him in a podcast league last year And Jordan. we watched Melvin Gordon Fucking steal yep. Touchdowns, 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 <laughs> touchdowns Touchdowns, touchdowns touchdowns. There were three different games where Melvin Gordon took two touchdowns That I mean, they'd shared the drive They'd literally shared the drive And Javante gets pulled out at the end So, you know If, if there oh, is boys. some second Player back there it Makes me nervous
2: Oh yep. boys, I'm I'm sorry. I have to I have to break it because I don't think any of us saw this. But nine hours ago, Melvin Gordon actually re-signed with the Broncos on a one-year. Oh, really? deal. Oh really? I'm not oh, even God. fucking joking, guys. He actually oh, re-signs on a one-year deal. Oh, I did and not see that. I've okay, make- so we got to like redo this whole segment.
0: Right. maybe. Nah, I'm just I'm going to throw in the nah, breaking nah. news thing over the top of this, like we did. Uh, yeah. We had to break news a couple of weeks ago, Manjo, and we'll roll on. But you guys might have to <laughs> update your rankings because uh, all sudden
1: yeah, he's looking I had in My top thirty still. I, when I have uh, reached yeah. out and made it thirty, <laughs> I had him in there. Oh, oh yeah. we were laughing because I didn't that know he yeah, We were laughing because <laughs> like, he was
2: not on the, the team. <laughs> he's not on Weddle. He wasn't on Weddle. Weddle was the. He's ultimate. not in the player universe on Weddle. He's it's not in the true. player universe in Weddle, so he doesn't count as an actual player. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's just a rule. Robin Gordon but is dead for a... <laughs> now. I'm going
1: no, 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 like no, to. Huh? I'm going to have to pay someone out right, right now. You guys just keep talking. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> Melvin Gordon has unretired Tom Brady style, and uh, he's come back <laughs> at the Denver Broncos. And uh, Taylor Look. did not call his retirement, so he was wrong. And then he's, uh, he's back. So, Taylor is also Firstly, wrong. Firstly, George oh, no, Everything Patton's- is Taylor is wrong. All
2: right. Now we're going rant shot here. George <laughs> Patton, what the hell? bro. Bro, we were just hyping him up We are just hyping up Javante As if Melvin didn't exist And then I had to search up Melvin Gordon to make sure he wasn't on the I just wanted to see which roster he was And George Patton somehow Nine hours ago is just like Oh, I'm gonna re-sign Melvin Gordon Like, come on, man Just give Javante his time This is Javante's right. time <laughs> so I don't understand how it's killing it's it so weird
1: <sighs> But I don't understand how to get a notification on that.
2: Yeah, it's probably because well. Melvin is just – I'm not sure. I've seen – yeah, it was on ESPN. It was on NFL.com. <laughs> it was one year up to $5 million, and he's 29 turning 30. Uh, no, he's, he's already turned uh, 29 two weeks ago. Happy birthday to Melvin Gordon, by Happy the way. Happy birthday. Even though, I'm, even though I'm roasting you and uh, and your front office, stop taking carries from Javante, Please. We we were um, just getting high on him, man. Come on, we did free
1: agent picks, and I just realized
2: it was a really long burn, but I got there. (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) bro, I had him going to the Dolphins, and I had every running back going to the Dolphins. I'm pretty sure. I think I had him as Dolphins as the like
1: fun team, but as my pick, I had him staying. Look, Anyone but the Broncos Or the
2: fun team Because we just want to see Javante Oh Javante's Givante, destroyed We're
0: even chuckling so about bad. him Maybe Rich ending Givante. up Somewhere like the Jets Or something We're having a good old laugh About that but Yeah What yeah. a Jets move That would be
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just chuck that Big contract at him th- I think they've seen With
0: Tevin Coleman Now overpaying So I think that's the only reason why. Yeah uh, from here, we don't diverge too much with DeAndre Swift, which I think is fair. We've all got him on that edge mm. of the top ten, and same with Leonard Fournette. We're all sort of between twelve and fourteen. I think there's a lot of surprises about those guys in the situations. Really, for DeAndre Swift, what we're just saying, I think he'd be far higher if I could trust he was going to be healthier because he's shown he's got the ability yeah. to score a lot of points. But I just, yeah. I'm nervous. I know he's going to probably miss three games. Do You guys feel or about if the same? you can
1: trust the team. You could trust yeah. the lines a bit more too so.
0: Well and Fournette's a bit the same, just is he gonna miss time? I don't think he's ever played a full season.
1: Yeah. I'm so. People, People's Dynasty yeah. team just traded for him, mate. So I hope he yeah.
0: does. This could be the year. This could be it. This is all he needed was to be on the People's Dynasty team. Yeah,
2: yeah maybe just- it's more the game script, I reckon, because you got Evans, Godwin, Brady. They just signed Russell Gage, so it's gonna be pass heavy. And Fournette, he needs to – if we're talking PPR, he needs to get a lot of catches, a lot of touchdowns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. Which he will. He will
2: get a lot of yeah, passing work from will. Brady.
1: And that's so. why he came back there because Brady just he, obviously, – you've got to get the trust of Brady. And then once you do, he just feeds you. He used to do it for James yeah. White back in the Pats days. And he's found Fournette who can do it for him. And he's just, he's just continually feeding him. And f- without uh, – I know Ronald Jones didn't really eat into Fournette too much, but he was nope. still that nagging guy there. Um, And he's gone now, too. So, I think Fournette being the guy, um, unless injury comes, like Matty said, I think he is going to have a top 12 year. Then it's the Keyshawn Vaughn
0: show, right? Uh, Anyone know him? Yeah. Okay. beauty. Um, Najee Harris. We spread out a little on Najee Harris, though. Um, Man, you're the defender of Najee Harris. You've got him ranked as 10. And overall, this makes him our 12th consensus running back. So, you're you're kind of the leader of the Najee Harris for president uh, movement here. Yeah. T- tell us about what's going on there, because uh, the the Steelers are a different team this year to last year.
2: Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Uh, it's just, I'm not sure what they're going to do in the draft in a couple of days, because we're again going to remind everyone we're recording a couple of days before the draft.
0: Oh, we're going to publish before the draft too. We will. Oh, okay. Thank gosh. We thank will. gosh. Oh. hours before, <laughs> but we will.
2: Yeah, Maddie. Matt, Maddie's Matty, always on demon time here, so he always gets him out, damn, uh, damn baby. Yeah. Don't call us out
1: for our shitty pre-draft takes. <laughs> yeah. So, 100%. so
2: Mr. Trubisky, currently at the QB one spot. I've Kenny Pickett going to them at number twenty. I just think he's going to fall to them for baby, no hands, oh. yeah, baby hands. Yeah, I think, Yeah, yeah, Mister Five. What was five? five inches, eight, five and an eighth inch or something.
1: I don't know. Eight, eight and a quarter or something, I think I said. Yeah. It was like he, yeah. his hands couldn't get to the, the pinkies or something, couldn't get to a piece of paper or something or something stupid.
2: Yeah, it was, it was a paper test. Yeah, that, yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, I, I reckon hey, if you get Pickett, they're going to have to run a bit. Even with Trubisky, don't have to run. And they're going to invest in O-linemen. In the draft, I'm pretty sure about that. They're gonna at least invest in a few O linemen in a few mocks <laughs> I've done. I've had I've had them have O linemen at 20 as well. So it's a very interesting spot for the Steelers to be in. But I reckon I reckon Najee's gonna do good because he's gonna be force fed a few carries, and when you force fed carries. I reckon that's where your production can go up because you get more chances to break more yards, get more touchdowns, of course. You know, more chances leads to more opportunities, more points, in my opinion. That's what can happen. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you, you were pretty happy with Najee too when you had him ranked in at 13, which that turns out that's our consensus number as well. So, you know, uh, pretty well, Taylor, in the middle. Uh, What what do you think for Najee? What's... What's the appeal there? Because, I mean, I, I don't land where you guys do. So, I'm about to come out with something
1: different. <laughs> the appeal is pretty much what Manjot said at the end there is volume. volume. Um, he, yeah. I mean, he got volumed out last year. Uh, he started like a house on fire and then it definitely fell apart um, in the second half of the year. Um, my my worry for him is that he's not going to get the passing work that he got last year because Rofflesberger just fed him because he is a burger. Like He just cannot throw at all, so he just dumped off as much as he could. Uh, I don't think Trubisky's going to do that. I think Trubisky's going to try and keep plays alive of his legs, and it's going to force him not to be dumping off. It's just going to be probably him throwing at Deontay Johnson's feet. Pretty much the entire time, so I don't think that's going to help Najee. I don't think the offense is going to move very well Um, unless, like me and Jod said, they get a few O linemen and trying and to help that out. I don't see the offensive the offense moving very well, which just doesn't lead to too many red zone opportunities for Najee. Um, I just thought I'd sort of go on the edge of, edge of the, the top twelve there, um, just because of the volume. I don't think he's going to have a very good yards per carry again. Uh, he's just going to get so many looks on the ground my worry is the passing game like i mentioned so i think that's what drops him from his finish last year down to that sort of bottom of the top 12 um, but i'm not i'm not you know worried about him that i'm going to like drop him into the 20s or something so i just think he's in a bad offense but i think he's he's like that meme where the like ferrari or something is on the shitty house in the garage yes. i think it's just like that's that's <laughs> naji on pittsburgh this year <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm pretty sure that's brilliant. a Lambo, but I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm
0: Lam- pretty sure it's a Lamborghini. Lam- it My <laughs> yeah. Lamb calls him a Lambo. I think. When did that happen? You, you young folks.
1: <laughs> I know. As Aussie Slade. In <laughs> Gordon, yeah, sixty was- seconds made. I don't. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I've torn Najee apart. I've put him at sixteen, and it's all the concerns Taylor brings up. It's like he has the worst yards before contact of any running back in the NFL last year. They may do something to address that. How much are they going to be able to do to address that? And then in these crappy games, they're going to be trailing in, in my estimation. Um, Mitch Trubisky is not one to dump down. He is looking down the field. That guy is not dying, wandering, and he runs himself. So I've got big concerns about Najee. And I think if you invested your first overall dynasty picking him last year, you might be a little nervous. But for the purpose of redraft, to me, he is about as solid of a mid-second running back as you could get. If he's your first running back, I think you're nervous. But if he's your second running back in the standard league, yeah, well, you know, I think that's the spot where you can afford to put a guy like that in. And if he proves it, if he proves this all wrong and he ends up quite a nice, like more in the, the manjot range here of being a top 10 running back, then you are the beneficiary of it. But I mean, here I am saying at 16, I'm probably not going to own him in a lot of leagues. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Taylor Talk time.
1: Oh, I'd, I'd gladly never meet maddie again. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurts. Here and... Sorry. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, I realize I've got to get the truck off you, so I take that back. Yes. <laughs> then you can shut me out of your life forever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Jay, let's stop the foreskinning. Let's stop the foreskinning skinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. And someone just pegs at dildos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was a better pass than Mac Jones did all day. <laughs> oh, look at all the penalties we had against us. And here's the rest screwed. That contract's as tight as a nun's you-know-what, mate, so you can't get out <laughs> that, boy. Someone get me an adult, Matthew, because I am moist. This is
2: the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show.
1: That's why we're on the podcast together, mate. We take shots at each other. Well done, Taylor. I'm not below <laughs> shameless self-promotion. I just can't wait to hear you try and talk up Saquon after how much we tore shreds off him in Adam's team last year. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> wait, and, and I
0: think it's time. Let's get the gloves on. Um, All right. Pretend firstly, what the what the fuck is wrong with you guys?
1: <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing of you, mate. <laughs> so...
0: I don't know. Did I, I kind of feel like I woke up in some alternate reality where all of a sudden Saquon Barkley was replaced by Steve Urkel or something when I look at your rankings because you've got... <laughs> Manjot's got him at Steve 15. Urkel would have been
1: a huge upgrade.
0: Taylor, you've got I'm him just... at 18? 18?
1: Yep. Yeah, that's, that's half of what he finished last year.
2: <laughs> 18? 34.
0: <laughs> so I've got him at nine, and I don't think that's an unreasonable spot to put... Oh, only a perennial top three running back all the time. And, and to defend my stance here, okay, I went a bit backwards on a guy like McCaffrey, who's been just as injured. And you guys have him up in three and four, but I put Saquon Barkley at nine. And I'm the moron? I don't know how to he, defend myself. Defend
1: yourselves. Because he played 14 games, so he wasn't actually injured the whole season. He was just shit. He was he was absolutely horrendous. Like even when he played, he was terrible. Like I, I it was sure just the he fact wasn't he hurt. was he, he came into the season. Like, don't get me wrong, there are reasons I'm not picking him to be 34 again like he was last year. But he came into the season, obviously, with the issues in the in the offseason and from the year before. Um, but you, you don't actually realize that he played most of the season still. I know there was injuries um during it and things like that, but he only missed three games and he still finished at running back 34. There were clear issues. The Giants aren't a great team. I still don't think they're going to be a great team. They're going to get a little bit better with the coaching change and just a bit of, you know, different uh, sort of coaching set up there, but I don't think they're going to get much better, not enough to think that all of a sudden Saquon's going to be a top 10 running back again. I I think wow. I've seen enough over the last couple of years, to be honest. I, I just don't think he's as great as he was when he first came out and it's just a mixture of that and the fact that the Giants' O-line just can't get him any space. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah and thanks. it's going to depend on the draft coming up. They're going to have to draft an O-line at five or seven. <clears throat> yeah, I've got Iki Ekwonu at number at number five, pretty yeah. much. I've been consistent with that. icky I think that's right.
0: and so, I think they kind of have yeah. to. I, I don't know. They've got a there lot of go.
2: other options. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast up there. I think he's got to be the pick of five. And I think he can really help Saquon. But I think with Saquon, like Taylor said, yeah, that it's just it's not looking great for him. He looked like a very big show of himself last year. I'm not even downplaying it. He looked like a very big show. It was it was like a huge show around him last year. It it, it was just a huge show of himself because he was not playing with the same degree of confidence. He's not playing with the same sort of speed. He was not the same sort of athleticism. He was just a shell of the player he once was. And I know that's injuries. He could be coming back this year. I can totally be wrong about this, but I don't have confidence in Saquon Barkley being a top running back because, uh, okay, I'm a Saquon defender, by the way. I don't think he's a bust. I think the Giants did do... I'm not sure he should be taken that high, but I thought he was a pretty good draft pick when he came out. I know running back shouldn't be that valued, but I thought for a guy of his talent, he was a pretty good running back. I still, there's a bit of me that believes in him, but I just can't get over his sort of concerns. And that is the problem. He's got, the injuries might come back this year. That is my number one concern. Number two, even without injuries, his O-line, is not as great. And number three, his confidence is not up there. So I need to see all three of those just gel together and then he'll be back. There's a lot of question marks around Saquon. I just can't trust him with a high enough top 10 pick. Like top 10 running back pick, that is, not top 10 overall. If he
0: was your first running back, you'd be nervous, is what you're telling me.
2: Yeah, if he was RB one, I can't imagine him being my RB one. I'd have yeah. him as like a sort of good RB two. That that's what I'm gonna say. That's why I put him at. I was being respect. I was being respectful when I put him at fifteen. When you that's him, a, I was being look, respectful when I put him at fifteen. Ouch! So says
0: Saquon. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, that's top five RB two. Because you have ten RB ones in ten team, we're talking about. You have ten RB one, and it's a top five RB two. I'm saying he's a high end RB two. That's being respectful, isn't it? I know. Like, it? I'm, I'm just saying he's not as what he, what he what he used to be. He's not as what he used to be, but he, he can be still. Rights. He's still a solid RB two sort of guy, and I I still think if he's there around what. Pick 40, pick 50. He might be a good play for me. I might take him in my drafts, to be honest. I might overlook what I just said, all of this, and just bet on him, honestly. So I'm still believing in him at 15. Yeah. There are just a lot of
1: people around that range that I just think could easily beat him this year. Like, well, I won't, you know, foreskin it too much. We'll get into who we've got. Uh, consensus ranked Around that range That yeah. I had him. I 18, can't wait till we talk about All these knobs That you've got Ahead of Saquon Barkley <laughs> The The one we have At 15 I actually thought yeah. You would rank You always talk This guy up every year So I'll be interested yeah. To see You had him around 15 Anyway But I think He's a better player Than uh, Saquon completely But again Let's get to it When we get yeah, to okay. it
0: Okay well We're not far yeah. off It's
2: only Maddie's rankings I reckon With that guy at 15 yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah.
0: All right, right. Well, okay. So the, the next couple, I, we've, we've got the same arguments, I think, for Ezekiel Elliott. It's just uh, a different yeah, jersey, yeah. same arguments. Let's move on. Let's and not pollard. spend more time on Ezekiel Elliott. And Pollard.
2: Right. And we, Pollard is yeah,
0: Well, do we have any backup concerns stealing work off Saquon? Do we throw that in on the no, Saquon fire as well? Play or are we just saying just he's going to get the work and he'll be shit, whereas for Zeke we're saying yep. he'll get most of the work and Pollard's going to take some. He won't be a as shit. As I, think as well. will be
1: better with, I think Zeke will be better, but he'll just get less work, so they'll end up pretty even to each other.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine them being pretty even with each other either, but sort of being close to where they usually are. Um, and then this brings us to Nick Chubb, who we all think mm-hmm. is pretty much about as rock solid mm-hmm. of an RB2 as you'd want. We have him ranked 14, yeah. 14, and 15 between us. No arguments there, and I think that makes sense. We, we're all saying that that passing game will improve if it's the Deshaun Watson show, and it just does erode a lot of work for the running backs. This is one I think that Taylor was foreskinning towards. And uh, do you want to steer the wheel on this one? At sixteen, we've got James Connor of the Arizona. I mean, you should be
1: you should be the one talking, mate. One. Yeah,
2: this is actually there the one, that is. Sorry, me and me and yeah. Taylor had him around the same range, and Maddie has just absolutely yeah. dropped his value down on our consensus. Like- <laughs> yeah, d- Look, Do I
0: buy that this guy is going to be the Melvin Gordon of Arizona two years in a row? No, I don't. I really don't. I don't think one-yard touchdowns are really James Connors' bag, and I kind of feel like it was unrepeatable, and it won't repeat. I-, I don't know. I've got a lot to say. I'm looking at 11 and 12 between you two going, I'm going to submit you guys to either a head injury assessment or a drug test.
1: So, my issues of you having him at 22, and they're vast. Um, (laughs) He finished at five last year, and he had Chase Edmonds there pretty much the entire time. So, he was actually sharing the snap counts with Chase Edmonds for a majority of the season, and he still finished as a running back five. I agree with you. I don't think the uh, goal line touchdowns are going to be as high, because I don't even think that's possible. But if, if you saw... The small sample size he had with Chase Edmonds out, he was a top three running back. He was phenomenal in the passing game. They used him for a full workload. He got all the running back. He got um, he got all the rushes, and he got so many targets in the passing game. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray really, really respected him in that aspect, and he had, I think it was about three different touchdowns in the passing game that were more than 30 yards so he is clearly got the skill set to do it. I think people buried him the year before because of what happened in Pittsburgh, and I think we're seeing now that it isn't so much the running back that struggles at Pittsburgh, it's his fault. It's actually the O-line that's just killing them. Yeah. So I, I think we buried Connor for no reason, and then he comes out and he gets a top five running back finish last year, and then he loses Chase Edmonds as the backup. I just I can't possibly see it. I see a digression from the running back finish. 5 finish, don't get me wrong, I'm not picking him at yeah. 5, but I just I cannot put him any further than around that range of 11-12 because he, he, there is so much upside against still because he's going to get all the work for a very good offense
2: in Arizona. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with what Taylor just said. He had three receiving touchdowns, not just 30 plus yards, but they're in total as well. So He had 18 total touchdowns and you look at similar numbers in 2018. I know I'm going back a few years, but he has less carries in 2019, 2020, but he had around the same amount of carries in 2021 as he did in 2018. And he only had like the slightest drop off in numbers. He has like 150 less, no, 200 less rushing yards. And he had a hundred less receiving yards than he did in 2018, but he increased his touchdowns by a lot. So it was about what he had 13 in 2018 and he had 18 in 2021. So he can, he's a bit more of a touchdown monster, less yards than what he was in 2018 with similar workloads and obviously being three years older. But now he's at 26 years old. I think he's hitting that prime of his career. If there's any season where James Conner could win you your fantasy league, I reckon it's this year. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I, you I your heads
0: red. You need <laughs> your heads red.
2: I, I'm saying this, but he could be. I'm, I'm. Got him at what? Eleven. Like bring me back the Halcyon
0: wasn't? days of Colt McCoy starting half the season for that team and no DeAndre Hopkins. Bring those back because that's what's going to take. It's what it's going to take. Those things aren't true. Kyler Murray is there. He rushes for touchdowns. He didn't last year. He was hurt. DeAndre Hopkins scores touchdowns in the red zone. He didn't last year because he was hurt. <laughs> where are these magical yeah. 18 touchdowns coming from, dudes? Where, where are they? Like, the, the, it is not happening twice.
1: He's, he's not getting 18, but he doesn't need 18. He he's going to get, he like, seven. Running. <laughs> he, even if he got seven, he would still be higher than 22. Because he has oh, he, he yeah. so many receptions. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to get all the yards from the running back position. There's no Chase Edmonds. There's no one behind him yeah. unless I don't know what they do in the draft if they try and if they go for a running back, I don't know. But they have no one behind him. He's going to get everything. So he doesn't need, I, I agree with you that regression's coming for 18 touchdowns. There's no It's doubt. coming hard. You also, it is. There oh. is also the fact that he has been injury prone and then all of a sudden wasn't last year. So I agree that there's also that, but again, I like to, I like to project health. I'm not really sort of trying to look at that, but I, I just don't, I don't think it matters think, as much as you think. Can we project health for DeAndre Hopkins to seven touchdowns? <laughs> can we take, can he we project need- health for Kyler Murray as well? Like these so guys the thing who is, eat like those he touchdowns. doesn't need as many. Because that's a good uh, – the thing is, though, if Kyler's there and healthy, and so is Hopkins, that offense just gets even better. So there's even more red, op, red zone opportunities. So you had you talked about Colt McCoy and everything, but they were yes. a worse offense. So he, <laughs> he was necessary, but then he just Colt McCoy's not I running it in, in and he's not games passing him to De'Andre Hopkins.
0: Like, th- yeah, th- the I options just... aren't there. It is James Conner and no one else.
1: That's not the case this year. I know, but he also had Chase Edmonds taking that too. So you got to factor in that he's going to We're double the They're about to have Jalen Samuels
0: work. do the same thing, his old teammate who did it to him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. You're just about to have the same I guy just... come and take the same touches <laughs> off him that he did two know. years ago.
1: I think where me and Manjo, we definitely see the regression. That's why we've got him at yeah. 11 and 12 from five from last year. I just, I cannot see a world he ends up in 22, and I'll ward about the crap out of you with that. I will win. Yeah,
0: where have you Look, got him, You've got him at eleven, and I've got him at twenty-two. Where are we put his line?
1: At sixteen.
0: <laughs> if you get him at sixteen, if he's a top sixteen running back in standard PPR, I'll eat the water. I'll eat a two-liter water. We're in. two liters. Yeah. Yep. In your driveway. Done. Absolutely done for James Connor. I am forsaking my namesake of Connor. I am Our first water- rowing him
1: out.
2: The first water bet of the year. Great. Fucking ton. <laughs> well, what's going on with um, you guys betraying, you know, Taylor betrayed, you know, betraying your running backs. Like Taylor's betraying Derek Henry. You're betraying a your fellow Connor out there, Matty. See? He spells his surname
0: wrong. I have no allegiance <laughs> to that guy.
2: <laughs> so he's got no, the American no.
0: Connor spelling. I'm Irish.
2: I'm O-R. Screw yeah. that
0: guy. Until he learns to spell his name right, I am not backing him. (laughs) Yep. A guy who was giving Taylor plenty to line his back about was Josh Jacobs. Um, There was a teabagging incident in Las Vegas last year. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to understand. Um, Huge moment. There was a lot of sharing. Um, (laughs) Huge moment. (laughs) It was. It was a definitive moment. You know, we we actually all land within a few spots on Josh Jacobs, which is so
1: odd. I was the most bullish. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I can see why you guys have definitely got a little sense of something going on, and then similarly for David Montgomery, what what's going on here? We just had a couple of nice fights, and we, it was all looking great. Um, that we we're gonna tear shreds off each other for the next 25 minutes, and then, then all of a sudden, we're kumbaya.
2: <laughs> oh, I think we all got David Montgomery, he's a bit of a steal. I think, I think we're all sleeping on him, mm. to be honest. I think there's yeah. a lot of I'm the most going bullish on him at
0: 17 like I'm pretty much saying
1: it's just yeah it's just that offense it's going to be yeah. so shit it's going to be so bad out there they're basically as a um organization just hanging fields out the dry, uh, hang, hanging them out the dry this year. Like, I think it's a new regime and they're getting players that they were given. And I think they're just like, we, we need, if it's better for the future to just take the year off, basically, yep. I think they're going to yeah. sort of retool and try and get better for, like, future years. And I just think this year is just going to be horrendous.
2: Yeah. They don't I'm have cool a first-round pick. Yeah, They don't have a first-round mm. pick, by the way, because they have to trade yeah. off to get fields. So, yeah, they got to get a few players here and there because they had to trade literally became a seventh overall pick. So they got to trade a bit, um, you know, get a few draft picks if they want to, but I don't think they will. They, they'll they probably stay still in the draft pick yes. in the second round. And they're taking the so, year off okay. I think. <laughs> Yeah, they got two seconds yeah. so So maybe something could go on there, get it, get in the back half of the first, but yeah.
0: Oh, they're probably honestly better just staying with the two seconds and um, yeah. saving a lot of money.
2: What is going on with you guys
1: with Antonio Gibson? There, here we go. Let's get the gloves back on. This is number All 19 right. in our Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. All right, Taylor, <laughs> you set this up. You go for it.
1: But you guys are idiots. That's what That's what I'm setting up. Um, hang on. <laughs> give me one. Give me.
0: this <laughs> go and inherited and cast some Wentz. I'm, I'm not buying him. <laughs> <Hey.
1: laughs> Last year, he still found a way to end up. Give me one second. I'm just having a look. 10. Running back 10, he finished back last last year, and he had a stress fracture in his shin the entire season. He had so much going wrong for him. I had traded him everywhere because I was worried I was going to wake up every morning and see that he's out in the first quarter of every single game. And that Washington offense had Taylor Heineke. Look, great first name. I get it. (laughs) um, But... Oh, right. that, that team could not move the ball, and he still finished at running back 10. He has Buddy, JD smooches McKissick, but he taking all his frigging receiving off him. He still ends up at running back 10. I just cannot fathom how he's going to end up at 20 or 25. Like, he legitimately would have to miss half the season, I think, to end up with that. So I'm really confused how you guys have him there because even though Wentz is an absolute sack of shit, you know, I'm I'm definitely not pro-Wentz, but I don't think they get any worse in their offense with him there than Taylor Heineke. So I'm just a little bit confused because I actually think Gibson is a very, very talented back. He just has never really been put in the exact situations to succeed. Um, but I just don't see it getting any worse. So I would always have him around that fringe top twelve. I think I had fifteen, but fifteen, yeah. I actually thought I was a bit mm-hmm. low. Like I, I'm, I, I see him around that range for sure. But yeah, I'm really interested to hear you guys talk about being at twenty and twenty five.
0: Angel, do you want to <laughs> yeah. do you want to talk some sense into Taylor here? All
2: right, firstly, <laughs> here firstly, just just something. How can anyone be pro Carson Wentz? Um, no one is. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not solving Carson Wentz stock at all. We didn't even have him in that quarterback ranking. He didn't even make the cut. No. The top 25.
0: I could rank 25 quarterbacks without bringing up Carson Wentz.
2: He would be top yeah. 32. We didn't even mention him in that segment. God no, damn. Know, there's probably a
0: backup in you know yeah. Seattle I like better than Carson Wentz. <laughs> Absolutely. Give me Geno. Yeah. I mean, I saw Gino play last year. I'm all in on (laughs) Gino.
2: Yeah, with no one being pro Carson Lance. Look, I can see him get a few dump offs from Carson. I can see his value go up. Yes, that receiving game will go up from Gibson. There'll be more receiving numbers. But... No, I don't I, even know that. I'm true. just not sold. I don't I'm think it's true sold. either. I don't think yeah. it matters.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. He really hasn't not- shown himself to be a passing
1: game guy. Yeah. You know. He was a yeah, former but- wide receiver. Well, I actually think he does. I just don't think they need him to be because of M- McKissick. Th- but yeah. sorry, you were talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just unsure of what he what he has. Um it's just the other running backs I'm a bit more sold on. And when it came to Gibson, when it came down to ranking Gibson, I was just like, "Uh, well, he screwed over my team last year. And then as Taylor (laughs) mentioned, Taylor just straight up comes here and he's like, oh yeah, that end of the season. I'm like, oh yeah, that end of the season. He was great. Yeah. I, I completely forgot how I literally traded him away for Kyler. And then Kyler gets injured and Gibson gets healthy. And then, oh my gosh, that was a terrible trade. But that was in one of my other leagues. But honestly, I'm still waiting to see Gibson. I, I wouldn't Same. be surprised if I'm wrong. I still have him in RB2 range in 10-team. I have him at 20. Maddie hasn't no, completely had a flex. Um, he's a flex. You're, you're, you're going flex range. I'm going RB2 he's range. A flex. If he's Look,
0: my RB2, I'm crapping my ducks.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying low RB2, though, because... I'm 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 taking guys like Montgomery over him. I'm taking who else we got here? I'm taking guys like James Conner, um Josh Jacobs. I'm ta- even Zeke and Saquon we're roasting. Even taking I'm James taking James Conner over this joker. And
0: we all know John- I hate James Conner. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm I'm taking Cam Akers over him too. So honestly there's there's a few dudes I'm taking saying Yeah, there's a few dudes I got that Taylor doesn't. Give me Kareem Hunt. He's not
0: even the starter, but give me Kareem Hunt. (laughs) That's my flex over Antonio Gibson. And I'm not joking. I really, there's enough going on in that, uh, in the passing game for Kareem Hunt and enough danger of him falling into the end zone that I just trust him more than Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson last year combined passing and receiving 10 touchdowns. That's a nice year. Year before that, it was eleven. Uh, he did have more yards from scrimmage. He fumbled the ball six times. I don't know. The guy is just so scattershot. He spent half of last year running around on one and a half legs. I, I was exactly. never sure whether he was going to finish a game he started. <laughs> I don't know that I trust him much more than that now either. I just, there's enough for me to be like, I'm just not going to own him. And it's fine. And it's mm. fine. Let him see someone else's problem. So that is a lot of my baking in the ranking, too, is just to make sure I never own him.
1: Yeah, I think you I figure are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that that has nothing to do with the Antonio Gibson thing. That's just everything else. <laughs> I was wrong so much last year. i am I'm due
0: to just be fucking right on some shit, mate.
1: <laughs> Even blind yeah, squirrels find nuts. <laughs> Fifteen to twenty-five, mate. There's another water bet waiting to be at. <laughs> there it's is, I reckon. Yeah. Where do we put this? This are, is actually we- a really good exercise to find water beds. That's it pretty is. much what I've worked out. Yeah. Look,
2: I'm, I'm smack bang in the middle at 20. So I think that should be the range. And that's the that's average.
0: I'm just waiting for this, like, you know, them to just draft some third round running back and just just sink Taylor. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting yeah, for. I'll be changing
1: my ranking, sure, wouldn't <laughs> no,
0: Well, you know, we're about to water bed on it, mate. So. Then it'll be oh, well, def- the I'll concrete. still
1: definitely water bet, because I don't think anyone's taken his anything off him this year. Yeah. All right. All right. That's that's one we'll have to take under advisement. I uh I don't
0: love Antonio Gibson. I do love Elijah Mitchell, who is our consensus back of the second uh, running back sort of scheme here at 20 in our consensus ranks. And, and overall, you combine our rankings and divide it between us. We have them at 21, along with names like Cam Akers, Chase Edmonds, lands in that kind of range. And we don't have a lot of disagreements here. We're, we're ranking these guys all pretty much in the same part of the world. In fact, right through this flex territory, our next few are Elijah Mitchell we all love. We all love him. I mean, we're putting him right in that zone of being a a pretty solid running back two to flex range. Cam Akers, the exact same. We expect that he'll just come back healthier and looking great. Chase Edmonds, what do we think about him? Like, I haven't ranked him. um, But we've got you guys have him both at 22. I mean, for me, it's only that there's... Still, a bit of Miles Gaskin l- l- around for me, and I haven't ranked Miles Gaskin either. I think they, there's just a good chance they just erode enough values from each other.
2: Uh, there's some Raheem as well. Most, Raheem, most of yeah. it. Yeah, he signed. I think yeah, it's too many mouths. Yeah, there might be too many mouths to feed. And it's a and so Niners style offense where you have too many mouths to feed, you feed them all. That's exactly how it works. And yep. Even Jeff but, Wilson Jr. gets work in that team. Yeah, <laughs> my boy, my boy Jeff Wilson Jr. He's been my boy since 2019. Your boy Jermichael Hasty, get him in there too. Yeah, yeah, get Jamichael. My- yeah, Elijah, another one. I'm a bit. I'm. A- I'm ranking Elijah and Chase Edmonds around the same. I think it's because of that by-committee approach, the sort of San Francisco-style offenses they have where oh, everyone gets fed. You get a carry. You get a carry. That's what Oprah <laughs> would say. You know, wow. you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. You get that reception out of the backfield. You do too. Yeah. yeah, so it's that sort of thing. But I think those two are like the RB1s in their offense. There's still some value there. It's just I would probably... Honestly, I probably ranked Cam Akers. I did rank Cam Akers higher than uh, Gibson, Mitchell, Edmonds, by the way. Yeah, so I was like, I was was a bit scared. I was a bit scared there. I was like, man, Joe, you ranked him a little lower. But honestly, I think, yeah, uh, Cam Akers, he'll come back strong from that Achilles. He did come back strong in the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. One at all. And I think that will be a pretty good situation for Cam Akers. I think he'll be a very good player. Um, I
1: actually think him coming back has turned people off him.
2: I actually think if he never came
1: back and then he was back this year healthy, I actually think he'd be a lot higher. Because he yeah. was horrendous in that Super Bowl run, like he yeah. his yards per carry was just atrocious. Like he he yeah. was having games where he was less than two yards of carry. Like just the Rams in general just could not move the ball nah, in the they Rams. run anything, So yeah, I think like I think you do need to throw that out though. Like as in, you know, if that's what I'm trying to say though. Like if he just never came back at all and then just had this whole off-season to, to get healed. I think everyone would remember his upside from before last year, but everyone saw him struggle uh, in the, in the post-season, and it's like sort of left everyone with a bit of a sour taste in their mouth. Yeah. So he gets, he gets sort of put down to running back 20 and things like that. So you sort of just got to make a decision on whether you think Akers is that guy that came back from the Achilles and struggled or whether he's the guy before the season who everyone was hyping up as like a top 10, top 8 sort of running back before he tore the Achilles. So, um, I, I, I'm closer to the latter. I, I think he, he will be a lot better than we saw last year because it's yeah. not fair to like, you know, hammer the guy because he came back really, really early from an Achilles tear that it's is normally months. a death. It's normally a he death. He shouldn't have been back. Backs.
0: Yeah, he shouldn't have been back. He just it, somehow it, overcame
1: it. it. Like, there's a really like long, long sample of like Achilles pretty much ending running backs' careers. So okay. like, it was amazing that he came back that quickly so i I, i'm happy to sort of throw that out and um i'm a guy that you know gets undervalued as well yeah
0: i mean so i've just got this image Tay, of care makers being like you ever been in a car and then you see like this spider appear on the window and then you've got to focus on the road for a second then you look back and the spider's gone yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone just saw <laughs> the spider in week 5 to 17 yeah. and 18 last year of Cam Akers, and now they're
1: like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Where's just sitting in the one? back of your mind. It's like you can't be comfortable anymore. <laughs> it's like I'm burning this whole car to the ground.
0: But if you never saw the fucking spider, Life's good. Yeah. The spider was always yeah. there. You just didn't see it. So, you know, that was the image I got when you were describing Cam He is the spider of fantasy football. It's so <laughs> Huntsman, true. Mate. Huntsman in yeah. Corolla. Uh, As we roll this thing down, we've got Kareem Hunt is the first backup, legitimate backup, second running back who we see in this list. And I don't think there is a question that any other team's second running back would be the first person we see here. Do, do we think that just the Cleveland backfield, no matter what happens, just has the best one-two?
1: Oh, One, two, three, even, with Dionysus. Yeah, Dionysus is awesome. I'd love to see him somewhere else. Also, part of the People's Dynasty Yeah, (laughs) he's just got
2: (laughs) a little player
1: in this dynasty team. He knows their birthdays, he
0: sends them flowers, he sends them a new breeds voucher. He just loves them, he knows them all. There's
2: Uh, some conflicts of interest going on here. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Sorry, I was talking about Deionis, not Kareem. So we didn't, (laughs) yeah, no, I think I took Kareem
0: off you in a dynasty last year, Tay. I feel like we did a trade where I Took, no, did. I might have sent you Kareem Hunt And you, you sent, sent me Kareem. Jalen Rager yeah. Bruh <laughs> Bruh yeah, we'll oh, wait, those, Kareem Hunt And a first for do. Jalen Rager And a Was that right? Kareem like that, Hunt but... for a first And Jalen Rager for a second So I end up with it's, Jalen it's Rager and a though, first you end now... up with Kareem in a second
1: I'm happy with it. But then at the same time, I'm kind of at a position in that league where I want to start turning assets into picks because I'd really need to retool that team because it's like the epitome of like mid to bottom mid in that league. Trade them all for next year's picks, mate. Just trade them for next year's picks ah, this (laughs) year. I'm trying. I've pretty much put every one of my decent players on the trading block
0: already. You and I might be in the same boat in that league. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins was <laughs> Your my boy. favorite player last year. Uh, I took him yeah. in the third round of Astro League. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes after, everyone heard he went down, and I went, fuck it, I'm just going to draft <laughs> the guy because if he's fine... I scoop this so up. Good. He's not meant to be in the third round. He doesn't come back, doesn't play a minute, and everyone yeah. else goes and picks up guys like Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams and Devonta Freeman Gus, and Gus Le'Veon Edwards. Bell. Awesome. And,
1: again, and all these so, guys. A a <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I've got faith in him. I'm putting back up in there in that fringe of running back too. Neither of you guys is bullish. Why?
1: I'll um I'll admit I'd put him high straight away because there was a lot of talk of Melvin Gordon possibly going there. So oh, now that, that I know he's yeah. not, yep. I would maybe would be a little bit more bullish. But um, there's also just the worry about how he comes back from the injury. But you can have that same worry of his backup in Gus Edwards as well. So, um, you know, you got to bet on talent that you saw before. Again, not might be another spider thing. You know, you just just spider. forget about what you saw and try and move forward. So. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be fine with JK Dobbins. I'd probably have him a bit I'd probably have him closer to you guys uh, now okay. that if If Melvin Gordon's not a concern, yeah.
0: you've got manjot's got to be twenty three. I think that's a fair ranking manjot. Not as bullish as me, probably wise. Um, because I've got a big sweaty man crush on JK Dobbins. Would you put yourself <laughs> potentially much closer to twenty three, Tony?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just looking who I have around there. I think that's that's, that's sort of the range. Um, you know, it's just going to be who comes back healthier at him and Gus, I guess. it's I, I had my issues of JK and where he was getting drafted last year because of Gus Edwards, and I was pretty bullish on Gus because i just seen his yards yeah. for carry and just thought they were phenomenal. And even though everyone was talking of JK because, you know, he's younger and seemed to have a bit more talent, I just Firecraft thought it would capital. be a pretty big... thing. I thought it'd be a split, and I was like, I might as well just take the guy that's drafted lower than than JK, and that's, I guess, my slight worry again is that it's just a split um, backfield again, but... As you sort of seen from the Ravens, even a split backfield can be really, really handy. And if JK yeah. comes out and is a way better player than Gus, then it's going to turn into 60, 70% snap snap counts instead yeah. of 50. And yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely upside there because if he comes out what like we thought he would before he tore the ACL, then he could end up, you know, top twelve or something like that. And you're just getting huge upside from that. So I'd have him probably around the 20, 22, 23 range.
0: Uh how do you uh, talk about your spot there, Major. You're at 23. I don't think it's an unwise spot, but what what puts you at 23 with it?
2: Yeah. Um, injury concerns. First off, I'm a bit concerned about his injury. I think it was an Achilles, wasn't it? Or an ACL. No, he didn't ACL. ACL. ACL yeah, ACL. Yeah, both of them are running yeah. back killers. Athlete killers in general, but especially at a position like running back, it's just a killer to have an injury like an ACL. And... I'm a bit concerned about that. But also, I was riding the Cam Akers train. Maybe I'm yeah. a bit, uh, because of me riding that Cam Akers train, I might actually be a bit more inclined to put Dolphins a little higher. But there's a few guys I think could be real un- unknown gems and you know flex plays he's a good flex play some weeks i think i think there's some matchups he'll get throughout the season where he's a good flex play and that's that's just how i see him yeah i don't I, I gotta see a little bit more he did have a good first season in 2020 850 yes. yards and so and he had a good value coming in until he tore his acl yep. last year so He's gonna be a bit lower, but I think there's gonna be something. He might be a good waiver wire pickup mid season or good flex play, good bench yeah. style player.
0: I think he's gonna yeah. be in that flex range early on. I'm saying I'm actually really happy to just go and skip him up and, and consider him as my running back two if I'm sort of on the back end of trying to find running back twos, um, where you guys might not be as aggressive. So I might end up with a lot of shares of J.K. Dobbins this year, and I think I'd be okay with it. To wrap up our Consensus 25, Damian Harris at the New England Patriots. Taylor was a great big believer in Damian Harris last year. Looks that way again, too, as he's got him ranked 24. Mandjot has him 25. I've got him down at 30 only because the PPR aspect for me, it's just the passing game isn't his thing. Uh, Fellas, talk about that 24, 25 sort of ranking. What puts him there for you?
2: Hard runner. He just runs straight through. He gets the yards however he wants. He just gets the touchdowns however he wants. He just goes straight through the holes, goes straight through the middle and just finds the yards wherever he can. That's just why I think he'll be a solid play, but he's not at the higher end and he's probably just around the good flex play for some matchups. That's just what I'm seeing him. Like, I'd play him against the Jets, for example, unless they have significant improvements. Just as an example, yeah, where I'd play him. Yeah.
1: Take he's it. a far better real life running back than fantasy. Yep. Um, he's uh, so good between the tackles. Like you were just saying, he is just a phenomenal running back. He, he, he gets 100 yards for fun. Like he's actually a really, really good running back. Um, I, was, I was pretty happy with my call last year. Like he was getting yeah. drafted around running back 32 or something like that. Um, and he had some definite breakout weeks. Um, I'm, I'm not so much bullish on him this year that I think he'll be as good a value. I think he's pretty much going to be drafted in the right spot. Like I had him around 25. I think that's probably where he'll go. Um, so I'm, I'm not like out there like 100% spruiking him that he's going to be some enormous value because I think Ramondre is going to get um, more work than he did last year. Uh It is a fantastic team, though, to be a running back in because they're always going to be run heavy. But just the way Belichick plays, he's never going to 100% hand the keys to Mac Jones. I think it's awesome uh, to be a part of the Patriots and be a running back because I don't think Bill Belichick's ever going to 100% hand the keys to Mac Jones. Uh, I think they're just always going to be a a heavy dose of running and with a great defense, they're going to be sort of part of low-scoring games and, there's just again, like there's just gonna be a huge healthy dose of running in pretty much every game they play. And then if you get a good matchup like Miangel set against the Jets, they <laughs> just they just run the ball as hard as they possibly can the entire game even if you, know, you probably see like Ramondre and Damian Harris have like 20 carries each they'll just they'll just ram it home and Mac Jones will have 10 pass attempts and they'll win by 40 <laughs> just that's the way they sort of play so um, it's a good team to be a part of um, it's just going to be a weird one where you're going to get really spike weeks out of him and then there's just not going to be a lot of consistency there's going to be other games where okay. it's a Ramondre game and um, there might have been a Brandon. Bolden game or something from last year like you just never 100% knew it was going to happen and what James White filthy come back sentence. Is, oh, it a it is. It is a, a
0: Brandon Bolden game that you should wash your muddled, mouth
1: out <laughs> it's a pretty muddled backfield too with James White coming back as well so it's yeah. obviously he's he's got a different skill set to the other two but um, I just think it's just another mouth to feed in that backfield. So, there are good and there are positives and negatives. So, I just think 25 is the perfect spot for him.
0: Yep. Definitely going to get an argument out of me about your rankings. And I've only really gone lower on, you know, just valuing PPR. Maybe maybe too high. Um But look, I I think we've done a good job of uh, holding each other to account and kicking each other's ass a bit and getting each other to explain our positions on being way too high, being way too low. Um, I've had a heap of fun with this, and I think we really need to uh, bring the same fire when we do running, uh, sorry, wide receivers and tight ends next time around. Yes. (laughs)
1: Love a good tight end. Yep.
0: Nobody nobody is more of a fan of a good tight end than Taylor, by the way He, he no, didn't uh, get hurt at tight end at all anywhere in the last two seasons of trying to predict things at all No, mate,
1: how, <laughs> loo- how loose is your
2: Half <laughs> watch coming Hawkeye. back Hawkeye. next week Oh, what a Get segment. the drop, get, get the, the drop play. Get play it. Next yeah. week.
1: I'm pretty play sure it. I buried Hawk in my uh, rankings Yeah <laughs> Are we, are we going to
0: do oh, This cool. no, Okay. No? All right. Moving on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Martin, there's no call for it? It wasn't the best segment ever? Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh,
2: that's a pity.
0: <laughs> um, a fellas, we're going we're to be back next week. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to that. But I think before we wrap up, we, we better hit Manjot firstly. Do all the plugs of everywhere we find you, brother.
2: All right. First up, you all got to go Pastry Press NFL, Pastry Press Sports on Instagram. You'll be missing out because this Friday morning, Thursday night, US time, we are going full. All 32 NFL draft reactions are coming to you straight from my boy Jack's house. I'm visiting his new house, wherever is. there's the suburb. I think it's named after one of our co-hosts or something. Uh, one of these new suburbs in Canberra. It's, it's called Taylor. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. you know Name <laughs> straight after you, Mr. Goodall i was hoping was it was O'Connor absolutely yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say O'Connor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I live right next door to O'Connor If you guys want to ever catch me in person But let me just say, you know All 32 draft reactions will be live Well, not live stream But they'll come out like this Like click Whoa. of a finger I'll literally just be reacting Getting the video done click of the finger, I'll be deleting so many photos off my phone tomorrow. So so to any of my friends out there, look, any of my friends who are watching, probably watched the best friends ranking and didn't see me. Um I probably wow. got pictures of y'all. Um you don't need you them know. anymore
0: because you you know yeah I'm, I'm drafting. Who are
2: they? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, they're, they're all going off the phone tomorrow. No no more pictures. I'm saying make the third everyone.
0: round. Are they really your friends?
1: I mean, that's
2: exactly <laughs> <laughs> waiver wiping up. Yeah. Yeah, they're going way plug and blaze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we also got some other podcasts, you know, Broncos Faithful. We uploaded yes. today. You know, some NRL content for your if you want to check out Broncos Faithful, you know, greatest team in the league. The Broncos just beat the Bulldogs, you know, best team in the league. Two After of that, your three nice wins place. are against
0: the Bulldogs. Come on. Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> nice place for coming. Ambush. You're at the ambush. Look, uh, we'll start out and end our podcast. Me and Taylor, at least. Matty C will be joining in because he goes to oh, yeah. every Raiders game. Pretty well. He goes to every. They're yeah. my second uh, favorite
0: team, but they play eight minutes down the road. What a moment to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to produce when you guys do your Super Coach podcast. When you guys uh, get to that stage, I'll be the silent yep. producer and just let you guys go. I don't even to yeah. appear on it.
2: Yeah, we gotta get someone to do some our league. Yeah. Um also the big one, the Aussie end zone. Mm. Uh, you know, um massive, massive shout out because we're getting the gang back together this week. Me, Brad, Ian, we did a mock draft. It is dropping six AM Thursday. You better hit that up real quick because we need that we need all the uh, we need all of your opinions and everything on our mock draft. We'll be getting out the socials and stuff. I made a few visuals just like I did for Pastry Press. Also, check out a few of my mock drafts on Pastry Press NFL too. Definitely do.
0: Um, Definitely. Yeah,
2: do. there's a few good ones uh, with the Browns DFA. Shout out to him. Big Browns fan page. Managed to notice me and just wanted to do a two-round mock draft with me. Yeah, two rounds. Look. That was insane. 64 picks. Yeah. Look, 32 is hard enough. But we went the full 64 just to cover the Browns and Niners. So yeah, definitely check that one out. That post going real well. Um, look, huge shout out to everyone who's also been, you know, liking up a few of my NBA content, especially the Golden State Ooh. Warriors prediction post. I saw that 1.3k likes. I think I'm translating into an NBA analyst. Now, look, NFL is officially done. It's pastry press NBA from now on.
1: <laughs> look, we're going NFL. full
2: on pastry press NBA, you know, getting that blue and gold sort I'm of I'm available logo for one. that podcast too, by the way. Yeah, pastry press up, NBA. Why? Sign him yeah. up. <laughs> we'll get the me and Taylor talking sports. Yeah, we'll just get, you know, we'll just call it pastry press sports or something. We'll just call it the, the all sports podcast or some shit. Yeah, just get it all going. Yeah, but you know, that's enough for me. Uh, did I do forget anyone. Um, but I was the NFL fantasy, of course. Uh, Maddie, plug it. Of course,
0: in. you know, yeah. I'm going to plug the hell out of that. Uh, and of course, all the spots, all the spots for us, we're on. Facebook and Instagram. The Facebook is still a little attached to the Astro stuff, but that's Astro League 2021. Uh, by the end of next month, that will change to Astro League 2022. <laughs> You'll find us. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aussie NFL Fantasy is our Instagram. It's our YouTube channel. It's also the beginning to our email, Aussie NFL Fantasy at Gmail. And through Anchor, for those of you who are like me and just like to talk, 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 um, you can leave a voicemail for us up to a minute long at Aussie NFL Fantasy on the anchor.fm website. And uh, you don't even have to just leave one. You can leave a hey, tape. We'll, we'll feature you on the show. Um, Tay, do you him. have anything you need to plug, mate?
1: Uh, nah, enough, mate. Just uh, just thanks again for having me. Um, love talking about NFL ridiculously early. I uh, love having yes. to go at you for your crappy takes. Um, that's pretty much the funnest part of this this job. So um, <laughs> thanks a lot for having really, really terrible taste, guys. It's really made it easy for me. You are so welcome. <laughs> so humble. So humble and gracious. <laughs> so we've got he's yep. pastry press sports.
0: He's Taylor41 everywhere you find social media. I'm Matty Podcast on them as well. Hey, guys, have a great week. Hooroo. Hooroo.
1: Thank Hooroo. you and he starts going <laughs> like he just he like has, goes absolutely mental and then like nearly explodes
0: like the uh, game show version of playing Nick
1: Kyrgios thing so just to clarify hmm. one team scores more points and they both lost to the Jets so you <laughs> have to take the team that scores more points
2: yes NFL you guys made me really thirsty with all those like trophy picks like trophy is making <laughs> me thirsty
1: fantasy who won starts the week well right?
0: um us talk about it <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay On to the next one This is my 20 years Of being a Jacksonville Jaguars Fan so yeah, man, I, reckon. I feel like this Was so
0: much easier When I wrote it down You guys are making This sound so hard This is The Aussie
1: NFL Fantasy show
0: But it was in The Brady era Yeah um, Everything's <laughs> yeah. in The Brady
1: era Mate <laughs>